How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Uh, today, I have uh, my new season co-star, Shahada Kareem with Habibi Sport. How's it going, Shahada? Hello. It's going good. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for being on the show. Um, so this season, Shahada is, uh, has a, a lot of experience with uh, yoga, fitness, um, the virtual world with all the stuff going with the pandemic as well as educator. Um, and I wanted to bring her on. She had very, very cool, uh, different styles of yoga that I've even never heard of. And I've been in the business for 13 years now. Um, so I thought just like every uh, season, episode one, we kind of dive into the, the, co the co-hosts and last 10, 15 years, how you got into the business, what you're passionate about, just, you know, tell our listeners what's going on. So I'll let you take it away. Okay. Um, I started out in fitness as a young child. Uh, my parents got me involved in movement. I couldn't decide between like gymnastic and gymnastics and dance. And I ended up in dance. Um, I this was back in the day when all you had was four channels on your television and the Olympics was like the, you know, event of the, the year. Epitome. Yeah. Right. So every time I watched the Olympics, I'd be like, I want to be a gymnast. I want to be a gymnast. But then I realized being a gymnast was really hard and I didn't really <laughs> like it. So I started to do other things with movement, um, mostly expression um, in forms of dance, which mm -hmm. is kind of how I got in touch with my body at an early age. Um, around 14 was really when I was like, oh, I really like this. Like, this is something I really want to do. And then, of course, I went through high school, went to college, gained, gained a bunch of weight. Totally forgot about movement. Totally forgot about everything. And then <laughs> left college and realized that the body that I had was at 14. I no longer had at 21 and I didn't understand it. So I started moving again. And I did what everybody does when they try to dive back in. I hit the gym like seven days a week. Like yeah. just insane, just lifting all kinds of weights and running five days a week. I just tore my body up, just shredded it in the worst possible way because I didn't have any direction, didn't really care. It was just like, you know, get in shape, get in shape, get in shape. Um, personal trainers, I, I must've given them a heart attack because they used to approach me and say, hey, you know, would you like some help? Nope, nope, I got it. I go grab the 50 pound dumbbells <laughs> and just <laughs> do something wild with it. They probably were thinking this girl's gonna kill herself. Ribbon, <laughs> rip it. That was the old school style. Yeah, like, this is my thing. About two years into that madness, Mm -hmm. I used to have such trouble with shin splints because I would run really hard on hard surfaces. Like it wasn't just me at, on the treadmill. It was me running through the city, running on sand, really not wearing the right shoes, all of that stuff. It didn't matter. Right? It was just like get in shape at any cost. And I wandered into a yoga class that was on like Sunday mornings about the time I was done running. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let me come here. Let me do this. I go in there and I was devastated. I couldn't bend forward, forget touching my toes, just oh, bending yeah. over was like, what? And I'm in my twenties at this point. And there are people in there in their forties and they're putting their legs behind their heads, which is incredibly offensive to a 20 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I do this? What is the problem? Different you know, style. Different oh, style. and they were always so relaxed and comfortable in their bodies. And they were just like, oh, it's fine. It'll come. And it, for me, everything was a competition. So I'm just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I had this fantastic teacher. I will never forget her. Her name was Tessa. And she used to say, wherever you are, it's enough. And I hated it at first because I was like, never enough. Go harder, go harder, go harder. But then it started to kind of sink in. Like you need to stop and take a breath 
and take your time. And once I started doing that, my body started responding. Yoga is not something that you can beat your body into. It's something that you have to open up to. And that was the first time I was introduced to a style that you couldn't chase. Mm -hmm. You can chase running. You can chase dance. You can chase gymnastics. You can push, 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 push. But the style that she was teaching, she was teaching a very slow Hatha movement. It's just a very, very popular style in yoga. So you'll see it. It's, it's really one of the main things you see on Instagram. It's just okay. really, really beautiful shapes, but they're the people who are moving through them tend to go through them with a lot of ease. And she was teaching a class like that where everything looked easy, felt so much harder just trying to do basic things i would be shaking and sweating and the room was not heated so but i'm shaking and dripping sweat trying to hold these poses <laughs> and these older people are just flowing from one thing to the next tessa was in her 40s she was an older older well, older at that time to me and i was just blown away by how easy she moved her body and i thought i want to I need to learn how to do this. I want, this is completely foreign to me. I have no idea what it means to release into something instead of chasing it. I'm, with that, you. I'm all about competition. That'd, that'd be rough for me to grab that. You know, mindset. Oh yeah. Go, 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 go. How can I, how can I win at this? How can yeah. I be better <laughs> here that I saw last week? Like by the time I see her next week, I'm going to be able to do this. Not only like she can, but better than she can. I'm going to be the instructor in six months. It was insane. And, and it was humbling. It was really humbling. Even at that age, it was, it was really tough for me to sit still and be like, your body is not here yet. Take a minute, take a breath. You're okay. Honestly, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And after that, she's kind of like ignited the spark. And then I started, I started seeking other forms of yoga. Then um, I started going to another yoga class at that same gym that was a power yoga class, way harder, designed to make you sweat. The ease that I was getting from her class was not like this class at all. We would hold poses for incredible lengths of time. You would be shaking and sweating and crying. Yeah. By the time we came out of these poses and while that was more my speed because it was competitive and everybody in the class competed against each other while it was competitive i was still very much drawn to that beautiful gentle class on sunday so i started doing both because what i found is that the gentle class gave me a leg up yeah in the harder class because yeah. i could release into things that other students couldn't release into because they were so busy fighting trying to get the perfect pose or trying to please the teacher well, thank God so, you started with that one because you might have just gone right for power yoga and been more comfortable yeah. and just stuck with that. It made a huge difference. It taught me a lot. It's the way that I teach now that the things that you don't think you need, you don't think you need a stretch because you can bench this amount of weight or you can run this distance. So stretching is kind of an afterthought. It's like, yeah, one, two, three, stretch. Okay, go. Let me get to the thing that I really want to get to. 
I've learned that the opposite is true, especially as you get older. The more mobile you are in your in your joints, especially in your joints, the more limber your muscles are, the more you learn how to release into things, the more prepared you are to do the really hard things later on. You can really use, you can go back and tap into that ease, tap into that breath, tap into that relaxation to hold something like a one-legged kick for however long you want to have your leg in the air instead of forcing and forgetting to breathe because you're just trying to power through to make yeah. it look good for as long as possible. It's it's really amazing how you can do really hard poses by releasing into them. Anybody who's ever been a plank in a plank competition will tell you that. Oh, yeah. If you relax into the plank, you can hold it way longer. If you well, power through, you're going to collapse. That's why the world record is like, you know, something insane, like 14 hours long. I mean, yes. And that guy's chilling. He's not <laughs> fighting because if you're fighting, your body just gives out. You're expending all of these, all of this energy trying to hold the pose, hold the pose, hold the pose, hold the pose. And you're also engaging muscles that don't need to be engaged in that pose. So now everything's working. You burn out and you collapse. Yep. But this way you learn the correct way. Only use what you need. I breathe through it. Yep. I totally agree. Relaxing parts of the body to engage other parts of the body is one of the most valuable things I ever learned. And I really think it's one of the most valuable things that I teach. It helps people get out of their own way. Absolutely. So where, where did that take you after uh, teaching a couple of those classes at the gym, you end up opening your own or your own style? I never taught at that gym. Okay. Crazy thing. I just became like a disciple of those teachers. Like I followed those teachers religiously. But the thing was, one of them only taught twice a week. Another one only taught once a week. So I started seeking other other things, other places. And I ended up at a local studio that offered a free week. And I was like, OK, this is awesome because I don't have to pay for this. So let me let me go see, you know, what I want to do. And the first class I went into seemed similar to the power yoga class. So I went in there very arrogant, really <laughs> thinking like, I know what I'm doing. Nobody has to say anything to me. I got this. Now, the difference between the power yoga class and the class at the studio is that the class at the studio was heated. Oh, there we go. Whole new ball game. I walked in that room. <laughs> what can I breathe? You're not supposed to sweat till halfway through, not five, five seconds in. It was insane. And it's that much more difficult to hold poses when it's a hundred degrees in the <laughs> right now. So I was once again humbled and like, okay, I have to actually learn how to do this. I had really taken to heart the releasing into poses from my very first class. So it got easier to get through those classes. And by the end of that week, I was in. I was like, okay, I need to learn like all the things. It, the interesting thing about even going to that studio, so by now, because some years have passed, so by now I'm in my 30s. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is that I was in the middle of a very solid career as a journalist with no intentions of going anywhere. I didn't, was, I was on that trajectory. Trajectory. There's just like this corporate trajectory that you're on. I never questioned it. It was fine. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But I got more and more and more attached to taking class. And the shift happened when I realized that the only reason I was keeping my job was to pay for that membership. Mm -hmm. That's how much I cared about it. I didn't care about anything else. 
I paid for the membership and all of the things that supported my practice. Everything, my priority shift. They, they, the things that I thought I really wanted to do or I really wanted to buy or whatever, those things started to fall away. And I was like, how can I make my practice better? Do I need these blocks? Do I need this strap? Why do I slide on this particular mat? Because it was a hot studio. Some mats you just slide right off of. So I was like, okay, I need a specialty mat. I need to really learn how to grip. Is there a breathing technique that I can learn? So the first thing I started doing was picking up tips and tricks from as many instructors as I could find online. So as many free, as much free instruction as I could find, I would go to those YouTube channels or go to those websites and be like, okay, if I do this, I can, I can try that. And I started going to that studio seven days a week. I never like, I never took a day off. I took some format. They offered like six different formats. So I took some form of some type of yoga or some type of movement every single day. Even if that, even if the practice was just laying still. Because they wow. taught a restorative class too, where we just laid still and listened to white noise and kind of allowed our bodies to decompress and to, to situate themselves. So I kind of got addicted to feeling really good. And the last thing I wanted to do was go back into a corporate environment on Monday. Yep. You found so your passion. I just down, like, you know, I, I don't have to do this. Like, I, you know, two more days and then I'm out and I'm free. Or as soon as I got off work, I would run home, throw myself in my yoga clothes, run to the studio and be the studio for like three hours because that's where I really wanted to be. And then naturally, you know, you get your favorite teachers, right? So I had three teachers that I was absolutely in love with. And one of my teachers taught at 1230 on a Sunday afternoon. And this is important. I adored her. I would not miss her class. I would break traffic laws to get to her class. <laughs> and one day she comes to me and she used to have this way of speaking where she would just kind of throw the line away. She wouldn't emphasize anything. Mm -hmm. She just throw it away. She'd just say a thing and you could take it or not, right? And she says, your practice is really good. You should think about teaching. I was in. Boom. You got validated right there. Sign me up. I don't care what it costs. I don't care. <laughs> and once I got in, there was no turning back. It just, those years, I took training after training after training, back to back. I never slowed down. Some people take a training, they like go teach for a couple of years, and then maybe they think they want to take a different format and they go teach that for a couple of years. I sucked up as much information as I could possibly suck up from that studio. And then when I couldn't get anything more out of them, I started seeking outside trainings. Once the bug bit me, I was like, how many other ways can I learn about this thing? And it turns out there's so much knowledge and there's so many ways to teach and there are so many forms that there's it just never ends you can learn for the rest of your life yeah and you can blend them all together too you really can and what ended up happening with me is that the more i learned the more i diversified my environment so i came in contact with pilates teachers which is how i ended up getting involved in pilates right. and i became what they call a pilates body for two years so a pilates body is just a body you you volunteer basically to learn everything for the benefit of this teacher. And then when the teacher teaches, you're the body who does the things. Gotcha. So I trained for two years with a teacher 
on every possible machine, learning all of the, the breathing te techniques and the movement techniques, because I was wide open at that point. At that point, I was just a sponge. I was like, teach me more, teach me more, teach me more. And then I remembered in the middle of all this that I used to dance. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, you're finding little, little spots you can add this in. It's like, I can put this together. And that really is how I started to come into my own identity. All of this took place over the course of about eight years. And I just kept absorbing information and absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. I ended up quitting my job. I quit my corporate job in 2017 and became a full-time yoga teacher and opened a virtual studio. And another, I also sold, um, I own a skincare business. So I also was like, okay, this is the time for you to just dive in. And then I thought to myself, okay, wait a minute, you make soap and you teach yoga. Like what, <laughs> what, what does this do? How do you put this together? How do you make this one thing? So I took a couple of years um, to bring them all together. That was uh, 2018 and 2019. And we were flying high in 2019. And I was like, yes, the sky's the limit. We're going to scale. We're going to grow. We're going to open a studio in 2020. Then, yes. <laughs> but good thing that you hadn't started it you know, prior to that happening. Right. Almost a blessing in disguise. Virtual. Yeah. So... It was not a big leap. I was very happy that we had really decided because we wanted to reach people outside of, I'm based in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. We wanted to reach people outside of Los Angeles. And the only real way to do that was virtually. That's why I started teaching virtually in the first place because there were so many people that were like, oh, well, can you show me how to do this? And one of the things that I learned, um, oh, I forgot to tell you why it was important that the 12.30 class was a big oh, deal. Yeah. I ended up teaching that 12.30 class about three years later. And that was a really, really, really big deal for me. It was very sentimental. That was a class that really woke me up um, and turned me into the person that I am now. And so when they gave me the time slot, she ended up moving on and opening her own studio. And they gave me the time slot and I was just, I was over the moon. That's I was awesome. absolutely just elated that I had that opportunity to teach those students. Cause a lot of those students stuck with me. But back to um, being virtual in 20, 2020 and 2021, it, it was a real blessing that I hadn't opened up a physical studio. I was really happy that it, it was one of those things where 2020, that was going to happen. We were going in that direction. There was no reason not to open a studio. And what we were doing was every month to kind of drum, to drum up promotion for it, every month we would have a movement party. It was always at night. We'd have black lights and glow sticks and flashing rings. It was a huge deal. It was great. Music was pumping. Sometimes we get a live DJ and we would just sweat until we passed out. <laughs> March 15, 2020, we were packing up to leave. Everybody had gone, all the guests had gone, and my crew and I were packing up to leave, and our phone, everybody's phones buzzed with the alert from the mayor of Los Angeles. Her that was on a Sunday, dead. right? It was on a Sunday. Yeah, that was on Sunday, I remember. In effect, and um, the city was going on lockdown. And it was just like, wow, this is real. Like this, it, you know, we'd heard, of course, everybody had heard buzzes about it and there were people were nervous and nobody really knew what they, and I even had people who were gonna come to the class who were like, I don't feel comfortable being in the class, totally fine. You know, I didn't really think it was a big deal. Um, but when we got that alert, I was like, wow, this is real. This is happening. We, 
we have to pivot. We have to pivot. And, and we you're already halfway there, setting up all your classes. Immediately we went virtual. And we had all the pitfalls of going virtual. Not enough lighting, mm. sound sucked. You know, the, the camera still need a place to shoot. <laughs> right. It was, it was insane trying to, like, just get the logistics. But we did. And then um, I just started teaching privates after that for people who were very, very close to me, not only in proximity, but people who my, my ride or die students. And when we could get vaccinated, everybody, I was like, okay, you can't come to class unless you're vaccinated. Like it was a big deal. Our whole goal was to keep everybody safe. So we didn't let strangers in. I just started admitting, it is the end of 2021. And I just starting it, started admitting new students into the semi-privates. Wow. Because we were that concerned about everybody be, everybody being protected. We just did not want any breakout cases. I didn't want to get sick. You know, if I get sick, I can't teach. You know, That's if I get it. sick, I can't work. So that was a really big deal. So Shahada, uh, for our listeners who, who are resonating and want to try this out, what, what, what are the best methods to get a hold of you? Instagram, a website, uh, you were just mentioning your email. Both the website and Instagram are um, a really easy way to get a hold of me because the messages are instant. Um, I always tell people, if I don't respond to your DMs, it's either I'm not on Instagram at that particular moment or I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a uh, Habibi Sport or Habibi Sport Yoga? The best Instagram, you can you can get a hold of me at habibibodysport.com. That's the website. The Instagram is Habibi Body Sport. And my personal Instagram is Shahada Kareem. That is really the fastest way to get a hold of me. It's just my name, Shahada Kareem. Hit me up in a DM. I will respond to you. Um, I do consults. Like I said, you can ask me anything. I don't really, um, I don't believe in, in stupid questions. Like I, people, cause sometimes people just don't know. And sometimes people are curious and they don't know where to start. So you can ask me whatever you need to ask me. Like I said, I work with a lot of bodies that are not traditionally, traditionally able. So they can't automatically put themselves in poses or learn how to do things the way a normal able body with no injuries would know how to do. I work with people with shattered spines I have a client that has sh had shattered hips. She had to get her hips completely rebuilt. Uh, people who have knee replacements and hip replacements. And yep. like I said, cancer survivors, like those, that's, that's my base. So if that's something that you think, oh, I, I would really like to learn how to move my body without pain. I would like to feel better. Please hit me up. If you want to drop 20 pounds, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Do it all. I meet you where you are. It really depends on what you need. I don't like to make guarantees and say, oh, yeah, if you do this thing, this will happen. First, I got to see you. Yeah. I got to talk to you. First, we got to know what's in your kitchen. <laughs> you know that, you know that yeah. story. I got to yeah. know what you're putting in your body and what you're doing with your body on a regular basis and what you want to be putting in your body and what you want to be doing with your body moving forward. And that's how we build a plan. That's great. Um, and then also, you know, all my listeners know, I'll, I'll put all your links in the podcast description. They can just click on it, you know, and hit you up on all those forums. Perfect. Um, but uh, thank you, Shahada, for uh, being on our show. I really appreciate it. Learned a lot and can't wait to try one of these uh, sessions out myself. So yes, please come on through. <laughs> well, thank you. you. Once so again. Thank you.